0: Just out of safety Like you know what Just every two months We'll fuck each other But it's only a transactional Kind of thing
1: mm-hmm.
0: Just right. to get out of our this, system This might be
2: another theory That a man would propose <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Blackout Diaries, a show where stand-up comics plus everyday people tell true drinking stories.
3: Each week here at the Blackout Diaries, we're going to have tales of nights that got away from somebody. And then we're going to focus on a uh, theme this week is rock bottoms and more of like a, your interpretation <laughs> of rock bottoms how it can be different for other people. We're going to have a great comic, Ed Towns, in the studio with us. He's got hilarious stories from the show. You just heard a little clip from it. And then later on, we're gonna tell you how the our country itself, Sean, kind of hit our rock bottom as we during the pandemic, we're kind of a collective.
2: We lost our minds together. Yeah, as a you did. know not too often a society gets to do that together.
3: Exactly. And this story's gonna focus, I like uh more on a personal level, not not just like uh what other people interpret as a rock bottom, but uh when other people become other people's rock bottoms, and that's <laughs> A lot of focus in the story. like oh, A man. service that a lot of
2: our friends provide.
1: Yes. <laughs> it's like,
2: do you feel you're spiring out of control, but you need to hit actual rock bottom? Well, <laughs> allow me to take you out and bring yeah. you down to that nadir.
3: And it's funny. You should say that. That is Sean Flannery here listening to the creator of Blackout Diaries, where your, your township kind of threw you aside during the pandemic when they, they ordered you a second recycling bin for all the alcohol bottles you were throwing away on a weekly basis. I kind of I, I kind of like a town giving you an intervention with that.
2: <laughs> like, listen, if you're not going to quit drinking, we're at least going to reduce your carbon footprint. All right. We are a liberal <laughs> progressive city. This is not going to go into the trash under my watch as village manager. And with me is CJ Sullivan, yeah. uh, who I would often, back when you were drinking, getting calls where – Everyone you were out with that night was calling me because they think they saw your rock bottom. <laughs> and I was a lot constantly fielding those calls. Like you, you and I both believe, we we have both said, one man's rock bottom is another man's mountain. It's all in the mm-hmm. eye of the beholder here, you know. Right. And we, we would we would have to talk a lot of people down for both of each other. Like, you know, I think you're being a little too hard.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's a rocky path, but I can kick these pebbles to the side.
1: It's- <laughs>
3: With all that being said, we'll get more into that afterwards. But let's get right into the story of why uh, we're here and uh, open up another chapter of the blackout diaries. Here is the great Ed Towns. One more time for Sean Flanery, everybody,
0: give it up for him one time. Am I Am I the only cycle to have like a good quarantine? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I'm sorry. I, I hate to be the, the guy that's like, oh, I love my quarantine while the rest of the guys suffered. But I did, man. I got married during the quarantine. Thank you. Thank you. I cannot tell you how that's the best decision I ever made in my life. You know, I just, the joy I had picking who wasn't going to come to my wedding was just <laughs> fucking beautiful.
1: It
0: was great. I, I, need, I need to get married. I was a wreck single. It's, it's Okay. I just got to throw this out there, and we'll roll with it. When I was single, I had sex with over seven lesbians in my lifetime, all right? <laughs> all right? Yeah, seven. And this is not like a brag, man. You, know, you, you can brag about two. Two, you're crushing it. Once you get up to five, like, what the fuck is wrong with me? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> is it my B-cup breast? We're like, oh, you know, that's a good transition, dick. Go ahead and roll with that, you know?
1: <laughs> Yeah.
0: That's me for real, by the way. Uh, I'm a light-skinned dude, so that's why I, I look white from the neck down. Um, most of these uh, interactions I've had happen at a charming bar called Christina's Place. Yeah, everyone clapping about that bar. I hope you get your kids back in a custody battle. You know what I'm saying? That's what kind of piece of shit bar this is. It's a garbage place. It is. 4 a.m., they had $2 Guinnesses, $6 Guinness pictures, right? And no one ordered the $6 Guinness pictures to share with anybody. That was a solo mission. <laughs> you get called a pussy if you pour, a cup, pour it in a cup, you know? There's two stories that come to my mind. One was one lesbian hippie girl, you know, kind of like this, have flowers in her hair, very spiritual. Uh, we're sitting there talking, and, like, She's like, I identify as a lesbian, but there's, there's an aura in this room right now that says, I should take you home. And I'm like, that aura is my hard dick, ma'am. You're right, 100%. You're 100% right. There is an aura, and it's in my Calvin Klein jeans. Um, so we go back to her place. We have coitus. You know, I'm keeping it clean because it's going to get real filthy later on in this story, right? So we're laying down, and she reaches into her nightstand. And I'm like, I don't know, I'm guessing she's gonna smoke a joint. No, you know what she does? She's bringing out a bunch of crystals and shit, right? <laughs> she's like, hey, can you can you put this in your hand real quick? And she holds my hand. And she's like, something sad happened to you recently. I was stunned, she was right. A week ago my grandfather died. I'm like, oh fuck, this crystal shit works. So it's like, yeah, my grandfather died. She's like, Do you wanna talk about it? So I start talking to my grandfather, and I'm getting emotional because I, I was raised by a single mother. That was my father figured my life. And I start, you know, tearing up and crying and she goes like, yeah, you can go home now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I can imagine her on the phone with her lesbian girls the next day saying, yep, tried to catch a dick, still ended up with a pussy. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Just fucking... (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh,
0: Strike out again. (laughs) The, uh... Next lesbian story I have. Uh, At Christina's place, I hooked up with this burly white girl from Texas named Courtney. Swole. If I need a couch move, it's the first phone call I'm making. You know what I'm saying? Like, without a doubt. Fuck Sean. Let's go ahead and get this girl like a squat 360, you know? It's weird, because I knew Christina, I mean, no, Christina, I'm sorry. I knew uh, Courtney for like six months, so like, pussy wasn't even the atmosphere for me at all, you know? But some, for some reason, we're out talking one day, in mid-sentence, she goes, shh. You're coming back to my place, big boy, right? <laughs> Sir, what am I supposed to say, no? I can't, because Courtney will just whack me over my head, throw me over her shoulder, and carry me out of Christina's place. Now, can we be honest for a second, Blackout Diaries? No one's gonna question a white girl from Texas carrying a nigga out of a bar at three o'clock in the morning, you know what I'm saying? I am on my own. <laughs> So we close out and we're we're leaving the bar, and there's a DJ there. There's a DJ there, his name is Matt. And Matt's like, Hold on, hold on, hey, Cordy, where the fuck are you going? He's like, I'm going home with Ed. He gave me this look. I think every dude has seen this look before. He didn't say anything, but I knew exactly what he said. And he's like, Dude, I've been working this pussy for six months. Don't fuck this up for me. You know what I'm saying? He gave me that look. So we go back to her place. You know, when you when, you would have, when you would someone you're gonna hook up with, you put on a good mood music, you know? She goes on a record player, puts on some good mood music. You know, like uh, Tracy Chapman <laughs> and Melissa Etheridge, you know what I'm saying? She wasn't pair, prepared to bring dick home. This is all she had, you know what I'm saying? This all she had to work with. It's Dyke's Greatest Hits. Um, <laughs> I reached for her big trucker belt buckle, you know what I'm saying? It looked like Ric Flair's championship belt, you know the big gold one? I took it off, I pull off her Calvin Klein boxers, and ma'am, at this moment was the moment she decided to let me know that she's the alpha male in the relationship. And she does that by grabbing my throat and aggressively plowing my face to her pelvis repeatedly, like fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> my nose was bleeding, my eyes was watering, it was a fucking massacre. You know, females took fic- face dude.
1: <laughs>
0: they can. And it hurts. At this point, I came up with a nickname for a vagina. I called it Guantanamo Bay. Because it was the closest thing I ever experienced to being waterboarded in my life. I tell you that, right? And I gotta tell you, very effective method. Because every time she allowed me to come for air, allowed being a keyword in the situation,
1: because
0: I'm clearly the bitch, you know. I started confessing shit from my past, I never thought I was gonna confess, you know. I was like, I'm gonna an official double-dipper. And second grade, I stole my best friend's bike. On Tuesdays, I jerk off transsexual porn, you know? Her phone rings. She answers it. Rude, right? She has company over, not in her house, and her snacks. Who the fuck answers the phone with a nigga's neck deep into your pussy? Poorhouse guest, guests, you know? She's like, uh, she shaves the phone, and she's like, it's Matt the DJ. I'm like, all right. He's on his way. I'm like, okay. And I start pulling up my pants, and this is one of the rare times I let this shit slide. She said, nigga, what you think you're doing? I'm like, uh, I'm getting out of here. It's like, dude, you just gotta be quick. Quick, I ain't twisted, I can't eat pussy that fast. Don't say, like, what the fuck? So Matt shows up, and Matt shows up with a bunch of fucking Led Zeppelin records, and this guy did the, one of the most weirdest moves to get me out of a situation possible. He was like, this is a limited edition Led Zeppelin record. You could actually hear John Bonham pick up his drumsticks, and he starts playing this shit. He, like, audio filibuster me out that situation. I was like, all right, I'm out. I'm out. I'm gone. And then uh, I'm leaving, and Courtney's like, you're going to call me tomorrow, right? And she reaches in with her massive Popeye forearms and pulls me in. Right? <laughs> she said these words I'm never gonna forget for the rest of my life. She's like, I might be a lesbian, but I still have woman needs. What the fuck is that, dog? You can't say shit like that and keep your local lesbian 134 card. You know what I'm saying? you i gay. So I did text Courtney the next day, and you're about to see that real life text message right now. So this is hers like, I'm just trying to sleep off the hangover and trying to have a good night. Uh, I'll try, ha Did you still wanna hang later tonight? She says, I can't. I also can't drink anymore. I do not behave that way and I'm sorry about last night. I literally believe I just sleep with people and I don't. I will come see your stand up soon. She never did that line, bitch. Um, <laughs> And I would like to hang outside of a bar scene if you want to get coffee or walk by the lake or something. But I can't do the drinking or sex. Yeah, yeah. This whole time, I thought I had game. I wooed my way to Courtney's bedroom. No, my dick was her rock bottom. You understand what I'm saying? Her life was spiraling out of control, and landing on my cock, and now she's dialing this number to go to Everest College and shit. All right,
3: it's about time to be strong and say goodnight. All right, we're back in the Blackout Diaries. That was a hilarious story by Ed Towns, and we now have him in studio with his rock-bottom dick coming in (laughs) live to the studio. Ed, welcome. That was hilarious.
0: Thank you, sir. uh I'm actually going to pitch that show to uh, A&E, Rock Bottom Dick, Rock where participants dick.
1: fuck me, <laughs> and we
0: see if they get their life back together two years from
1: yeah, now. That's <laughs> like
0: the anti-Bachelor <laughs> show or uh, something like that. Mm. Wouldn't
2: That would, that actually is a great idea. It's a new,
3: <laughs> a new intervention. They just show go. pictures <laughs> of a dick. Yeah, Jeremy, whatever. Mm. Before, right, before we get you in the van... Look at yourself. Look at this dick. This is what you were with last night.
1: <laughs> 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 and
3: that's we, okay, you've, I've had enough. All right, I get it. I'll go. I'll go. I'll stop denying things. <laughs> Rock bottom, dick. Anyway, that's Sean Flitter. I've seen yourself. We have the great Ed sounds. That story was so funny. Before we get into all the uh, many encounters you said with the uh, lesbians, I want to say congratulations for your pandemic wedding that you opened your story up with. Yes. Yes. And, uh, and the, the the pros that came out of that the. Uh, invite list was it now was that live in person did you do a zoom wedding
0: no it was it was live in person so the idea was uh to get married on the 4th of July at like some courthouse you know just culture appropriate the 4th of July yeah, sure. for you know black reasons you know i <laughs> <laughs> uh, said
3: it, it said that on the invite too for black it, for reasons black um reason. yeah <laughs> <laughs> no
0: so we told her we told her parents that and Unbeknownst um, to me, my wife sent me in blind. Unbeknownst um, to me, they actually her parents actually wanted a wedding. My wife acted sure. like it wasn't a big deal. Mm-hmm. So we got blindsided by this whole well, I got blindsided by, well, are we invited and all this other stuff? I'm like, all right, hold on. Let's end the Zoom call. We'll call you back. And one of the first things I told my wife was why do you have to have loving and supporting parents? Yeah. You know, it's
1: just...
3: The worst. The worst when it comes so we to that. So had, we, had
1: like,
0: we had a wedding that, you know, it's it was only like 50, 60 people there. But, that's you know, when your target number is zero, that's still a lot.
3: So... <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you said. Actually, during the pandemic, I attended, quote-unquote, a Zoom mm. wedding of uh, <laughs> Aaron's friends, and they didn't... and. They didn't uh, pay for the premium membership, so it kind of it ended after forty <laughs> minutes, you know. <laughs> so like, this is yeah, not. So a we got to
2: move this over to Facebook.
3: Yeah, <laughs> so, like, this is not a great sign for the marriage itself. If you're not yeah. up for the premium, but the parents of the uh, groom, I think it was his third wet marriage too. They were literally like in pajamas, like, "Oh, are we getting dressed <laughs> yeah. for this? I didn't, uh, I didn't see that on the invite. I didn't really. Wasn't sure. Thought we were just blowing through it."
0: I have a rule of thumb: the more extravagant the wedding is, the less chances that should have working out, man. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the most minimal thing you can do, because it's not about them. Everyone wants a wedding about everyone else, but it's about no. I want to spend the rest of my life with this person. Fuck off.
3: That's definitely a man's point of view, right there. That's (laughs) that's, that's definitely a theory that men might be able to get behind. Listen, honey, listen to this this data I have here. It's theory. Sometimes they don't
2: back Well, you timed it right, though, I feel, because it's interesting. Like, all my friends that are in that, like, uh, mid to late 20s age range now – Like, have weddings almost every week. Because so many couples, like, we're like, I'm not doing a Zoom wedding. I'm Mm -hmm. not doing a lockdown wedding. Mm -hmm. And now, like, they're just all getting married in the next three months. You know, like, three years of couples are getting married in the next three months. It's kind of crazy. Oh, yeah. No. No, fuck that. You gotta have all that fun. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
3: Because people, yeah, we you need had- to go. Yeah, you can either go one way or the other. They were either, <laughs> you were either getting married or you were <laughs> divorcing. Yes. You were getting the hell away from each other. There was no in between. Like, there was. A lot of lines were drawn during the pandemic. Oh was, no, yeah, it
0: was it was the hurry up offense of relationships. Yeah. It was no huddle. We gotta figure this shit out.
2: Right.
3: Get minimum the fifteen battle. yard routes.
0: Yeah. There's a pick six going the other way, baby. Get That's out 100% of bounds. The pandemic was. It was. It was yeah. It was wild. I was just like yeah. After six months, I was like, I don't want to kill this person. And just six straight months, just nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that 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 accelerates the relationship very, very, very fast.
3: Yeah, there's no time for dinking and dunking at that mm-hmm. point. <laughs>
1: Dude,
0: I had, I, had, I had this one comic. Uh, I you know what I can't say this because he might have got back with his girl. I'm not gonna say his name, but he's like, yeah, I broke up with my girl now, but we can't leave until everything's kind of mm-hmm. situated. So yeah. they had to wait till every the st- world opened up. To oh, really? through, yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: that's that's a terrible lame duck Yeah, <laughs> the there hanging overhead, that is not an ideal situation and just sexual,
0: you know, I think I think after a while, just out of safety, like you know what, just every two months we'll fuck each other but it's only a transactional kind of thing mm-hmm. just right. to get out of this, our this system. This might be
2: another theory that a man would propose. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, just to save the dangers of society. Just make don't... sure everything's working.
1: Don't use it, you lose it. You know? <laughs> Speaking you know, of that. No, go ahead. <laughs> it's, it's funny because
0: like I'm such a dirtbag and I to get around someone like Sean, you know, who's a good drinker, and be like, hey, you know, mm. you think i like a piece of shit right now. I'm like, oh, Thank you, Sean. is My voice of reason, I'm not saying so- you think like a piece of shit. I'm
2: just saying <laughs> yeah, no, a lot no, of no. women I would meet, I'd get a little bit of. You're proposing what now? We're
1: just,
3: <laughs> yeah, we're just conscious of our. We're just we're just trying to be conscious that our show right now is three men throwing out ideas like they're facts. <laughs> <theories> <laughs> like but they're
1: but facts. you are
2: uh, you're a you're a deeply conscious person, Ed, because you said one of the most uh, conscious things I've ever heard, where you you had the uh, the self reflection. To say in their, your story that everyone just heard, I was that woman's rock bottom. <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You know what did it? for it, You know what did it for me was what? Uh, when she texts, we can go to a walk by the lake. Yes. When she put that in there, I was like, "Oh my god, her life is done." Like That
3: was the most gut That was the most gut-gut-wrenching part of the story. I thought her text messages back to you just the so the sober activities like the, uh, we could do paddle boats if you want. Uh, you know, coffee, of course. We <laughs> Maybe take It was like that was straight a out of an AA brochure. Right, you know, exactly. Straight, here's the activities you could
0: do. If you're trying <laughs> to stop drinking, right? Fresh air, walk by a lake, paddle boat, mm-hmm. ice cream—all all those just like of, Jesus.
3: Yeah, we don't have to do anything.
0: I, like I, I would like to think that she was already thinking of attending. And I just pushed her over the top
3: where she yeah. didn't. Well, and t- I
2: don't think it was exclusively you. I think it was also, uh, like, we, we have to talk a little bit about the bar you guys met at. Like I feel I like I also like better her-
3: differ. I think it has a lot yeah. to do with that as well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because, <laughs> I mean, he starts off the story, seven lesbians. That's quite the big stat line, uh, you I know.
0: Definitely, yeah, I definitely have a role. I in- think it's a service
3: you're providing almost. Kind of like the you want to make sure. Make sure yeah, everything sure. is, yeah. uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Everything's in the right and right for what your the, 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 your actual feelings are who you are and who how you were born. And most of them
0: were confirmed <laughs> that way. Most of them see That's what you are. See, you're
3: the you're the gay confirmer.
0: E- everyone, <laughs> see, this is why I have a problem when, when I talk to other dudes that like, yeah, guests slept with lesbians. No, you slept with a girl that was in college. That doesn't yeah, count. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, <laughs> sure. Here's her wedding pictures. You know what I'm saying? Like she mm-hmm. there's her husband. The like I would the- say four of them were four them was for sure. Yep. Playing for the other team. Legit no,
3: lesbian club. LLC. From, the original from across LLC. Across <laughs> the street. Like you can like <laughs> from a distance.
0: They're a lesbian from a distance, if you right. know what I mean. <laughs> yeah,
3: absolutely. The haircuts so that's so I think mm. yeah, you do have some. Is there somebody why do you think they come to you originally, or did you seek out, or is it just a uh, drink?
0: You oh. know you know what it is? Because once again, CJ, forties happened at Christina's place, right?
3: Okay. Yeah, okay. All right.
0: It is such a dirtbag bar. That mm. a scumbag like me looks like a gentleman.
3: Okay. And I don't lead
0: with my <laughs> dick out. You know, right. I actually want to sit there and talk sports and do some other yeah. shit. And it just slowly, easily puts their guard down. It's like, you know what? We're in this piece of shit, Bar, winning yeah. Rome. And it's you taste great. Well. Yeah. 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 I'm toilet. talking to
2: man. the most elegant man You're the safe, at you at this place. You are <laughs> the
3: safest option in this trash I, barrel.
2: Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I haven't seen him ran somebody with a knife all evening
3: <laughs>
2: unlike the other
0: five guys here
3: so christine's bar is that's a late night bar in chicago right that's a 4 or 5 o'clock bar
0: 4am 5am on so- saturdays mhm
3: and now, what was that Guinness special again? You said they have two. It's
0: a six dollar pitcher of Guinness. Pitcher of Guinness. Yeah, yeah. I love and, it. Yeah, you're not getting any clover leaves poured in that
2: one. <laughs> you be-
3: There's no cascading. Yeah, I, uh,
0: shit.
2: I see. I love that though. Like, especially like as an Irish person, like sometimes you order Guinness and it's like, all right, do we really need the whole yeah, roll? And like everyone's so pretentious about it. Like bartenders will even correct you, like, "Hey, you don't pour Guinness, you a Guinness. Like, hey, you don't pour Guinness. You build a Guinness." Like that's a quote you'll hear yeah, at a lot like, of bars. And I, I love Chris christine's is just plugging yeah. that thing down because
3: who's <laughs> cleaning those pipes in this fucking bar to begin yeah. with you know what i mean yeah. like they're acting like it's coming right from the barrel trucks of dublin and saint <laughs> cathedral yeah. you know what i mean like yeah that might be true it might be traveling but uh i don't think anyone's been in the basement here cleaning yeah. up these pipes at christine's for the last uh i don't know and what are, what are the
2: so i know a lot of comics would go there because it's a pretty cheap bar and mm-hmm. it's open late we would I've Mm -hmm. been there after shows like what. But you you would just go there and drink like early evening, you know, like what's it like during the off peak hours?
0: Uh, It's it's, because that's when the real scumbags.
2: come. I I,
3: I like that.
0: Yeah. So I've been going to this bar well before comedy during and after. Well, I stopped going now because it's just like, (laughs) dude, when you when you start getting good at comedy, the first thing they start giving you is free drinks. So in order to not be a dirt bag, my rule is no more 4am bars. I'm still drinking. But after two, I'm calling it. You know, that's
3: that's quite Uh, that's quite the discipline.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so no, during the day. Okay, here's the story. I'm there during the day, and there's only like five people there, right? Very light. I'm not expecting anything. I see this guy and this girl chatting each other up, Mm -hmm. and then there's this uh, army guy uh, playing pool. So I'm not thinking nothing of it. And then you start feeling tension. You know, if you've been to a bar where people fight at, you feel right. something building up without yelling. So I'm like, what's going on? The army guy's getting the other dude's face, and then it just, it's building up, building up. And I finally hear the other guy say, finally say, dude, I didn't. she didn't tell me she was with anybody. She came and started talking to me.
1: <laughs>
0: I put the pieces together. I'm like, oh, that girl's with the army dude, and is trying to get side dick while this guy's playing pool. Mm. So then the army guy... Had this look in his eye. I was like, oh, you can tell this is not the first time to try to catch Dick in this guy's presence. Because he was like, he's like, not again. So he goes to her and he's like, I'm done with you. Fuck it. And she's all in his face. Like, no, stop it. You know, in his face. And the guy does like moves his arm motion like this, like to give him space. And she does shield himself. Yeah. She does a LeBron James flop. (laughs)
1: <laughs> fucking throws her
0: drink, <laughs> throws her drink halfway towards the bar, and then looks at the bartender like yeah. he missed a foul call. Looks like, at the ref, right? You didn't see this shit. <laughs> like,
3: <laughs> Check under the hood. We played it. See if this is a technical one or two, Fla- flagrant one or two. That like, is a. Pi- was,
1: go ahead. At like
0: five p.m. Right, right.
2: <laughs> it is kind of a great power move is to try and get your your sibling thrown out of the bar so you can like do whatever you want. Yeah. Draw the foul. Yeah, was, <laughs> try to
3: get try to draw that red card.
0: Yeah. Reggie Miller would have been proud to put it that way. He'd be like, yeah. I would do that at John Starks back in ninety <laughs>
3: right, so four. Speaking of trying to get you out during the uh rock bottom dick uh end of the story there and the uh you, you talked about the DJ that wanted to uh that was working her for six weeks that came over that came over and then she made you uh force or what was his name or what doesn't matter, but Mac the DJ.
0: Matt Matt, Matt, Matt the, the DJ. DJ. Yep.
3: And then he was playing Led Zeppelin to get you out. Is that what it was? Is that he had, how I got that story? Right? He had a bunch, he had a
0: bunch. <laughs> I've never seen this strategy since or, or ever.
3: It's hilarious. He had
0: a bunch of records that he apparently were like limited edition because right. you could hear like small details. Mm-hmm. I was so hammered, but I just remember, like, is this really going to work? And by, like, yeah. three songs in, I'm like, this motherfucker did it. Right. Get out of here. He kept, like, <laughs> rewinding. Like, you hear that? You can hear him breathe in. Like, you, this wouldn't be, this is not an original. It's only on a master, remastered. i right. like, all right, dude, I can get the fuck out of here, man. I was like, I was like, I that's go. a great
2: shot I, that would work again on me yeah, yeah. I mean that, that's a it's a great I don't I mean I feel like that would break down anyone who isn't like like just a diehard
0: fan you know
2: so
3: he probably uh, also, sized you
0: up also not diehard fucking hammered
3: yeah. and it's like 430
0: in the morning it didn't really take
3: like <laughs> right he
0: couldn't came in with anything but it was just so bizarre that he came with yeah. this weird left hook I'm like okay this worked for sure yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> There's stories like in New Zealand or whatever, or not in Ukraine, where they're trying to get troops out, or playing like bad songs intentionally. Just oh, they get, did that. That's,
2: a, that's an. Old, they did that in um, in the Panama War. They did that. Uh, Manuel Noriega right. went inside the Vatican, um, like offices there. Like they have like um, a delegation there, and the U.S. Army just played. Uh, they only played Van Halen's Panama <laughs> 24 hours a day. <laughs> Just, like, until he, like, left. Like, it broke him down. Like, imagine that. Like, going out to the U.S. military, I know you're going to put me, like, you're going to, like, put me on a CIA black site, and I, no one will ever see me again, (laughs) but I cannot Hear this song again. <laughs> <you know?
3: laughs> the stages of Van Halen because the first like yeah this song pretty song rocks and then after <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the <laughs> a while like okay it's just kind of getting old a little bit. Then, <laughs> it drives you absolutely fucking crazy. All right, goddamn, I'd rather rather hear Sammy Hagar than this bullshit. <laughs> the <that>, fun, the acceptance. <laughs> Oh man!
2: Well, that. So you said in the yeah uh, she she sends you that text. That's the last you ever heard from her, right? Uh,
3: no. We can go
0: walk on the lake,
2: or you no. know. No. Yeah, it let's go
3: follow up on that. What no,
0: happened? It ain't. Uh, a little repeat of the same thing happened like two weeks later. <laughs> At the same B, bar? Beat for beat without Matt showing up. That's the only oh difference. Oh, my
3: God. And then did she copy <laughs> and, and paste about and the walk by the lake the next morning? No.
0: And then she, like, like same kind of text. I fucked up again. And then a week later, she moved to Texas.
3: Oh, man. <laughs> well, we moved back to Texas. Yeah. The,
0: the city ate her up.
3: She's great. We're going to have to have her in the Blackout Diaries next <laughs> weekend to follow up. Maybe got I her love somebody with
2: multiple word templates for why she can never see you again. <laughs> <laughs> Ready to be shot out, you know.
0: got to cut and paste this again. Shit.
3: <laughs> That's hilarious. It's probably a mass text sending out to all the campaigns. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I last night was great. I could never see you again. For, forward, 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 forward. <laughs> All right, Ed. Thank you for joining us in the Blackout Diaries. Watch and tell the audience what's going on with yourself. Besides, we can see your comedians. You should know anything else? Where you can follow you online or anything else you want to tell? Uh,
0: follow me at on Instagram. That's where I'm most active at. Mm-hmm. At Ed Towns, of course. I'm a Chicago-based comic. Uh, every Wednesday, comedians you should know. Every Friday, Blackout Diaries. And then, um, yeah, I'll be out and about in the Midwest hopefully this summer. Getting my road legs back together. So nice. check me out then
2: nice well thank you Ed. that was hilarious thank you sir we'll be right back at the blackout diaries with sean flannery and cj sullivan all right
3: okay we're back here in the blackout diary cj sullivan along with sean flannery that was the great ed towns with some hilarious personal rock bottom stories that he cleared up. I couldn't tell because he got married during a pandemic and um, he introduced that story of how, uh, you know, he was hitting rock bottom before, but I think he was the rock bottom for the seven legs. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's very biblical. So then he had to get pandemic married. Well, up, 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 yeah, you rescue him.
2: A good way to uh, sort of deduce if you were somebody else's rock bottom is not only do they immediately break all contact with you, but that could just be mm-hmm. any bad experience, but they make fundamental life changes like <laughs> within 48 hours. <laughs> right. <laughs> like leaving town, quit drinking, you know. Uh, oh. You know, they now are, like, active in their church, you know, like all these kind of, like, huge changes.
3: I want to thank you. You were the motivation I needed, like, when I come back to you later. <laughs> I never would have got out of this rut. I mean, I just would have been kept continuing, continuing to see you and let you be in my life. And, I uh, needed something you know.
2: that was appreciably worse than the chaos I was in.
1: <laughs>
3: and it's hard to run
2: into that. <laughs> you... But you, you provided it. Well, yeah, I mean, life was uh, crazy during the pandemic, and uh, a lot of us did hit rock bottom as a society yep. in the pandemic. It, it very much changed drinking habits. CJ, I have some uh, stats here. Uh, drinking okay. increased 14% in the U.S., but this is the, the area where it absolutely skyrocketed. Women binge drinking increased 41%. So, like, women kind of lost their mind drinking wise <laughs> during yeah. the pandemic.
3: Well, yeah, a lot of things got magnified, you know, being uh being a <laughs> you were cuz you were either alone or you're with someone all the time. There was no in be, <laughs> there was no in between. So, in both of those will make you drink hard. You know, I'm either going to drink because I'm alone or drink cuz I'm with this
1: fucking guy.
2: <laughs> well, oh, you're you're with your you you know, your wife in like a one bedroom apartment or or worse you're three kids and your wife, you
3: know, and yeah, I know. Right. Fam- There's nothing worse than families or a low- during- it's just not to be able to escape it.
2: There was another study uh, that I want to uh, go through real quick here where it said the biggest mm-hmm. predictor in whether uh, lockdown changed your drinking habit or not was your age and surprising yeah. to a lot of people, it wasn't young people that drank more. In fact, 42% of young people, average age 23, said they drank less. <laughs> but <laughs> 93% of old people <laughs> said they drink more. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's hilarious. And
2: that's because we're stuck with the family. I believe all that. Yeah. Social drinkers were probably like, you know I, I I usually only had a beer when I went out with friends at the bar, and that's gone. So, I, you know, I, I just walked away from the stuff. Right.
3: They don't see the point of drinking if there's no fun involved in being out with people and socializing, where we're like, thank God we got rid of the terribleness of the drinking part of socializing, and I can get down to business. I can get the real drinking done. And, um, and I also believe – I, I believe that's polls, too, because I believe the the young people, because a lot of young people, I think, just went out yeah. anyway, too. Those, yeah. those drinkers, you know, just going out. So the people that obeyed the rules and stayed in, they're not going to be, you know, totally back. They're setting up the uh, Pictionary on, on Zoom or whatever the
2: hell they were doing. It, it changed my drinking habits in a lot of ways. First of all. Yeah. I I talked to so many people at the beginning of the pandemic that they're like, man, I'm saving so much money on booze, you know, I'm not going to bars. So I'm just buying (laughs) this. And I'm like, it's the total opposite for me. I don't have stand. like I did all my drinking at stand up comedy shows where I'm comped where I drink for free. And now I'm paying retail. And like, I'm taking a bath here. (laughs) And I'm not making money because I'm not performing,
3: you know? It's it's amazing when you when you, uh, when you cook your when, when, your books that show your records of the year like your taxes when you go through it, all it is is plus minus for drinking and tickets yeah. and like and how you got to make things. how can I, how can I make this work you make a fourteen dollar weekly budget somehow that that you're allowed for alcohol <laughs> provide that's why I have to perform <laughs> five incredible nights you know, I despise stand up
2: comedy it's the only way I can yeah, drink for free. <laughs>
3: But you're a shark. You need to keep moving in order to get these drink tickets or you will die.
2: But yeah, so I was... You know, I, I was drinking a lot under lockdown. I mean, I, I had to I mean, just having three kids and my wife was an essential worker. My, my wife owns a daycare. So she actually got to go mm-hmm. to work, you know, and interact with other humans. But I, my day job is is software. So I'm staying home while I have three kids doing remote learning. Right. And it's just like there's no way to stay sober for that. Like, like to actually try to do your job yeah. while like you're surrounded by... Like you'll just be working and they're like, dad, dad, dad. I'm like, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to work, you know, I'm, like, listen, this is important. You'll be like, what? How old is the moon? You know, like, can I marry the dog? And you know, I'm like, they just <laughs> like keep interrupting you. <laughs> and then when you answer one of those, when you answer one of those fucking questions, yeah. they're like. They, they, they say, like, they absorb it, they nod their hand, and then they just run upstairs. I told you you can't marry the dog. It's against the rules. <laughs> and, then, and then the other one comes running down, and they're, like, crying, that's you know?
3: Hilarious. I guess that's why you're saying, like, in England, they made liquor stores and all that essential yes. businesses. Because, like, all right. Listen. If we're gonna sit through this, <laughs> first things first. Alcohol is essential, to, and yeah, which psychologists say that's probably not the best lesson to teach these children and people that like alcohol is essential in life to cope. Like, it's an essential coping mechanism. But like, yeah, we could teach all the fairy dust you want, but when the shit hit the fan with this pandemic, we changed all that. Like, no, we were we're just kidding. We there's no way any of us are surviving <laughs> without. Massive amounts of alcohol daily. The United Kingdom
2: was the only country, apparently, in Europe that Mm. listed alcohol as an essential item. so great. And uh, their drinking became an alarming anomaly. Let me just give this uh, stat. I just love this quote right here. This is uh, Marstilla Monterio, senior advisor on alcohol and substance abuse with the Pan American Health Organization. Alcohol is not an essential product. It is not a healthy product. <laughs> to award <laughs> alcohol such a status will have damaging after effects with children and young adults exposed to the idea that drinking is an essential part of life. <laughs> oh, my God. So I don't know. But I do like, you know, I you know I, I, if I could play devil's advocate here for a second. You sure can. I always yeah. love how, like, these scientists are like, this is not healthy. This is not essential. It's like, well, what the fuck do you propose? Okay. You're not the person <laughs> locked in a two-bedroom house with three kids.
3: Uh, yeah, right. You're, you know, for twenty-four hours a day. You know, like,
2: because like, the scientists always say, oh, you shouldn't do that. You should do that. What's, all right. Well, you make five hundred thousand dollars a year, and you have no kids. All right. Like, you're not. You're not in anywhere close the same situation as me. <laughs>
3: You're not getting double barrel recycle. So, what, explain that real quick. You told me that was one of the funniest things ever. That's, everyone did go, go pretty hard during the pandemic, it seems like, yeah. drinking or whatever it was acro- across the board. So, and signs um, like that would come up and go ahead. I, uh, tell me when you're, you my
2: recycling then, like you know, I started drinking so much, so you you throw bottles out at the end of the week and it would just be filled up with like liquor. Bo- I mm-hmm. mean, it would, it would sound like, uh, like the end of uh, a, <laughs> you know, like a concert or something like that. (laughs) And the one day I'm out and uh, the recycling truck comes through and like, I just, I hear the guy go, Jesus Christ, this weighs a ton, you know?
3: (laughs) Throw it back out, it's like an airplane uh, baggage handler. (laughs) You got to put a heavy, you got (laughs) to... (laughs) <laughs> you got to put a warning on this. It's over forty-five pounds. I can slurry in it it's gotta it has got to slip this. I mean, glass, anything, actual
2: glass, literal glass, weighs a hell of a lot more than aluminum cans and milk cartons and mm-hmm. all that, you know. So it's filled with glass products, yeah. you know, because I, I got into whiskey <laughs> and liquor. Um, sure. And I was like, "Yeah, man, we're always running out too. I hate it, you know. Like I, I keep like the cardboard boxes in the basement, and I, I unload them as I have time, and some of them I compost. But he's like, it's like I'll get you a second one."
1: And I'm like, really? He's like, oh, yeah, it's
2: it's uh, it's uh, free for the village if you need it. And I'm like, I think yeah. I need
3: it. He's like, I'd say you do. <laughs> so. <laughs> so that's when you're like, all right, maybe I should shave it back just a tad bit. The problem was, yeah, you would drink and then you'd get up and then, like, you just had to. There was no. It was almost like being in this, inside of the worst casino. Oh, you know, yeah, totally. No time. No nothing. You know, everything just blended into one. The days didn't mean anything. Nothing meant anything because there was no, like.
2: Being in Chicago during lockdown was kind of crazy in the sense that this is a city that accepts. Chicago also listed liquor stores as an essential item when we had lockdown. Mm -hmm. Like, actually, initially, in the initial press release, they weren't included. And the mayor did a press conference just dedicated to be like, listen, that was a typo. Wrong version was sent out. Liquor (laughs) stores will be open. (laughs) Like, like, I am not going to be the mayor (laughs) to shut down liquor in Chicago, you know? Um, but like everyone just sort of got that, that everyone was hitting the bottle hard to kind of deal with this. And, uh, I had, um, I had chest pains one day and I couldn't feel Mm -hmm. my, my left arm started tingling a lot. I'm like, all right, this isn't good, you know? And now it, Mm -hmm. it turned out it's from nerve damage. I had to go to physical therapy, but it's a nerve damage from my shoulder was causing all this nerve and muscle damage from injuries. And, um, I didn't know that at the time though. And, you know, they're checking me out in the ER thinking it might be a heart attack or something. And the cardiologist comes in and you know how they always do. I mean, you, you probably had the same issue back when you were drinking, like you do those, like that clipboard you fill out of your basic health information, you know, how yeah. you wait and <laughs> yeah. they get down to how many drinks you have a day, you know, and, and, uh, uh, she's asking it, she goes, how many drinks you have a day? And I'm like, all right, well, listen, uh, are we talking pre-lockdown or lockdown? Because like, <laughs> right, yeah. things have gotten, like, <laughs> it was a game changer.
3: Yeah, we're grading on a, on a skewed curve here for we're doing pandemic drinks.
2: So she's like, give me what you think you, you're having now. And I'm like, yeah. I'm having five drinks a day,
3: you
1: know.
2: Right. And uh, she kind of mulls it over. She goes, your kid's at home? I think she may have even used the phrase "you stuck with your kids at home." She may have even said yeah. the phrase "stuck with your kids at home,"
3: oh, and word. I was like, "Yeah,
2: That's I, hilarious. you know, I mean, it's kind of rough. I got to level with you, Doc, you know." And uh, she goes, I, "I think her exact phrase was, i 'I'm going to write it down. It's not a problem. You do what you got to do.'" <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, I do like that saying. Phew, well, at least it wasn't a heart attack. You know, nerve damage. That uh, you know, so I can chalk that up to not alcohol related, even though it is from. Injuries that I got, not obviously, not playing. I did not play uh, football or anything like that. Just personal drinking injury. So I guess unrelated, maybe the nerve damage from falling off roofs. Yeah, or your one. heart
2: is great. Uh, falling down two flights of stairs <laughs> does have some effects to your skeletal muscular system. Yeah,
3: so. Uh so not a rock bottom, that's a, that's what's great. So, that I get that a lot as during I dr- went pretty hard during the pandemic, I mean, this was just normal, and that's I and I was also kind of health related. I went up stopping drinking about a year and a half now, so it was like kind of I think it was in August or something of 2020. But, um, what's funny was that it was basically just whatever it was, it was, it was just more of a health decision anyway, just so I wanted to uh try something new. But it's funny because when I tell people now, or whatever, if they find out when I go out with them, oh, you're not drinking? Yeah, I stopped drinking. They they like to assume that a rock-bottom story that they've had experience with me, probably like their last time they were with yeah. me. Like, oh, it must have been, I was going to say something. First of all, if they're so self-absorbed, they think they're involved in yeah. it, like, you know. <laughs> but then they tell a story, and I'm like, they're not. I wasn't a rock bottom. I was, you know, if, if anything, that motivated me to do more. Like I, I don't. They get really mad when I don't have one, too. Yeah, you and know? that's like, what like, you know. I, what's
2: interesting is that's the narrative of drinking in America. But all, almost every person I've met who quit drinking. Didn't really have a rock bottom It was more of like you know I'm just tired Of feeling this way (laughs) you you know Right yeah it's
3: more paper cuts and just Whatever they say you know like it's just like I just wanted to fucking make a flight Yeah I mean that's
2: what like Roger Ebert uh, did an article When he you know Roger Ebert was like an Alcoholic for like 40 years nobody knew I mean unless you drank with him And he just said like he I had no Rock bottom it's just like I had one Sunday where I was just like I'm Fucking tired of these hangovers so I Didn't meet my buddies at the bar and it just stopped but there was not like a, a rock bottom or anything like that
3: right no I enjoyed every ounce of fucking fun, and this is why know, I, parts.
2: I have a theory on this alright a lot of people never have a rock bottom because you're either a bad drunk or you're a good drunk and if you're a bad drunk you probably hit your rock bottom like super early in life and you either quit mm. or you, you, you'd you probably die you know but if you're like, a, yeah, like yeah. a good drunk you know for better or worse you, you kind of avoid We're rock bottom too good
3: at it too good at it <laughs>
2: You're too good, too good at spelunking. <laughs> <You can> get
3: <laughs> if, down there and those rocks
2: not, and you find right. different crevices and get your way back up. And
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm very good at denying facts. <laughs> <laughs> That's in front of it probably as well. But yeah, but I love when I tell the stories like, oh, I knew I was going to say yeah. something. Then they'll tell the story that they were involved yeah. in too. You know, like oh, that's how you missed a flight. You're at that bar. You mm-hmm. know, we were doing X. Yeah, yeah, you were there. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, but I knew it was a little different with you. I was going, I was <laughs> going to say something. They're still drinking.
2: Yeah, they do a story where their behavior overlapped for eighty five percent of the day with you. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, I, <laughs> right. I assumed, you know, I would, I was going to stage an intervention on you. You know, it's
3: like I call well, like the little thing when they left they'll leave town. Like I, I called back like, Hey, someone better check on him back there. I just I just visited him and we had a hell of a time. We fucking <laughs> raised hell for about four straight nights. He's, he needs to slow down. I mean I was on vacation. He lives there. Yeah, asshole. Could you copy out it dragged me out, it's, it's right, we out and you wanted he demanded I like, uh, hang out with you? That's what you're gonna get. So, yeah, my only rock bottom during pandemic, I think, was when I woke up to, like, I downloaded Twitch on my phone <laughs> or something. That was a problem, too. What, am I you're thinking drinking, about becoming like, a gamer? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What am I, Patreoning a podcast? What is going on here? Like, like why do I have a Twitch account? Because not only you're drinking, but now you're just doing all these online social
2: I will say that. it normalized in an unhealthy way for me uh, sending drunk emails. And luckily, like, I'm not a person who does, like, I don't do inappropriate emails. Like, I'm not an asshole. Like, I don't cheat on my wife. So I don't, like, send an email that, like, could, like, ruin my life or anything. But I Uh I end up just, like, (laughs) encouraging people I actually don't want to talk to, (laughs) you know, and, like, just reaching out to people that I don't need to have a conversation with. And then, like, they'll come by, like, the the next day at, like, 2 p.m. Because I'll send it at, like, 4. I don't know. Like, somehow, like, they Mm -hmm. showed up in my feed or... I was talking to somebody else and I tangentially thought about them and, and I reach out and I get this email at like 3 p.m. Yeah. Like so good to hear from you. I've been wanting. And I'm like, oh, fuck, what did I?
3: <laughs> yeah, you're your drunk emails were always more of a shot. You like you like to create chaos, but you do know, you, you do a shots fired like at businesses and people's. Right? You know, well, I've not- gotten better so, at that like- as I've
2: aged. I don't I don't uh, usually send any business stuff anymore. Like I've learned learned that, you know.
3: <laughs> you know doing it more of those nuclear options or as i say just just erase websites because you were you were like a supervillain. i used to be because I, you're in a tech yeah. you're in a tech world and then you Get drunk and just threaten to like, I'll take you, this entire country offline <laughs> if I don't. If I don't get and you, have some ridiculous requests from people. What is this guy talking about? He wants,
1: I, he wants I
2: a country I, singer. <laughs> I did luckily outgrow the worst of that. Where the, like those things, I wait till the morning and I'm sober. So, but yeah, that is <laughs> definitely something t- that would that is, like any listeners out there that that, that is definite advice I would give you is do not send drunk emails <laughs> to your work uh, colleagues. 'Cause they always know. They always know. It's so fucking obvious that an email was sent drunk. I mean the timestamp, the wording,
3: yeah,
1: the confrontation, yeah, the aggressiveness, the, yeah, the aggressiveness of,
2: it. of it, you know. Right. It's always like leads with some well, oh. how's this sound? And then it's like a ridiculous proposal and um but now some people, CJ, get drunk and uh yeah. they end up having maybe not great
3: ideas, but great outcomes. Yes. Some people's, what we like to say, um, glass half full kind of thing. Yep. This is going to be the segment we're talking about where someone's rock bottom or what it was perceived as rock bottom could be another one's uh, mountain mm-hmm. they climb, And that's exactly what happened here. And uh, we're gonna. this is a segment called Glass Half Full where a drunk tourist accidentally climbed a mountain <laughs> trying to find his hotel. <laughs> it's a fun story we... Uh, <laughs> Pulled out.
2: Yeah, this is from the New oh. York Post in uh, April yeah, 2018. A couple years ago. Yeah. All right. That's it says a drunk tourist yeah. had a very rough night after he got lost on his way back to his hotel and find himself climbing the Italian Alps. This is hilarious. This is what Hannibal All had right. to cross and lost half his army with. <laughs> <laughs> An Estonian tourist known as Paval, they only have his first name, had been enjoying a few drinks at Siravinia, a resort in Italy, when he decided to call it a night and head back to the hotel, however, it seemed that he had a bit more to drink, and he thought his short walk back to his room soon turned into a mountain hike. And this, he walked yeah, a, mu- a few miles up this mountain. By the time he realized he was walking up a mountain, it was too late. But luckily, he ran into like some random bar named the Igloo, which was closed, but it's on the it, it's like at the top of this mountain for skiers. Mm. And he broke into it and spent the night there and survived. <laughs>
3: It's at an altitude of about a mile and a half. And it was obviously his only refuge. <laughs> I love <laughs> wandering up a mountain. You always say, that you, you, you need to be chattering to not know where you're going, you know, to know I, yeah, where you're going.
2: I, we have all been drunk, uh, uh, mm-hmm. not to this degree. But there are so many things you say to yourself when you're in in the the throes of a situation like this that should have been red flags, where you're just like, I I do not remember walking this far to get to the bar.
3: (laughs) I don't remember, yeah, needing. needing I don't remember using my
2: hands so much to navigate the terrain. Yeah, where did
3: I get a Sherpa from, too, as well? Do I actually need a guide to get to my hotel? Yeah, on all fours. But that this is, is one ver- of
2: those it's one of those things you 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 if you weren't drunk now you this would not happen to you right. if you were not drunk, so you would no, have gotten back safely, mm-hmm. but also, I think this could only be survivable in the clothing he was wearing if you are
3: drunk <laughs> yeah and and um, you need water, I think he said he he drank two bottles like that was his only thing, like having that thing need two waters you know just for the altitude alone let alone mm-hmm. fucking like it's arid being, up there right being dehydrated from the alcohol but um but you're right you have to be drunk to survive those uh those conditions
2: yeah it's just i love like how you have these little thoughts that like this doesn't look right <laughs> <laughs> but you just you just keep going and i just wish he could be so apparently they sent drones out they sent helicopters out but that's the other thing that's hilarious Not is a like party. like and for trained mountain staff to feel safe on this terrain they're using all this expensive equipment and this is just i think estonia is like isn't it near greece it's like this is just mm-hmm. like a mediterranean tourist <laughs> in his jacket walking up and right. he's totally fine you know <laughs>
3: Oh man! What do they an escapade. This was an absolute climb. This was a uh, an achievement, if anything. So to- I
2: mean, it's a story he'll have for the rest of his life. Uh, it said he had a hangover, a little bit of a hangover the next morning, but local police are. Not going to put him in jail, but they are gonna charge him with a fine. I don't know what I don't know what that fine, maybe they're gonna make like we, him pay no, for it. I don't know just if he for broke a their to get into the For the igloo making or us not.
3: fucking look for you. That's what every that's what every <laughs> of these search party laws are. It's just, you know what we had to do? Someone's gonna have to pay for this.
2: Imagine being that staff that opens in the mm-hmm. morning, like you open the front door, and there's just this guy that you probably presume was a robber like lying on the ground. Like what the Man. hell like what's your story? What are you doing here, buddy? And you're like, "Oh, I was climbing <laughs> exactly. the mountain last night." climbing
3: a mountain? You should have a statue of you. The opposite <laughs> of rock bottom, as we saying. the uh, digging down.
1: <laughs> mhm.
2: This is the glass half full, you know, he uh he made it home. The mountain that they're showing is like it's it's a pretty. If this is the mountain he actually climbed, it's it's pretty impressive. It's snow covered and yeah. Rocky and so, and everything. I'm sure you've heard the story of like the one guy that actually survived the Titanic being stuck mm-hmm. in the water was the cook, the chef from the Titanic. And he was like super drunk. Like he thought, I was like, okay, well, this is my last yeah. night on life. You know, I'm about to die in a half hour. So he just like finished all the wine in there. And they actually do believe that uh, being drunk because- might have saved his life. Because, like, he just didn't panic. Like, like he was so, was so calm that his heart rate didn't go up. Yeah. So he could kind of just relax and wait for
3: uh, the rescue to come. And his equilibrium was of, a, of an ocean shipwreck. Like he, <laughs>
1: yeah, you that's could, true. You're already sort yeah, of... Yeah, you're
3: kind of going with the flow there, and you kind of can uh, weather the storm, if you will, just standing-wise. So
2: maybe that'll be our advice. I don't know that uh, actual trained medical... Um, advisors would agree with us. Yeah. But if you just see the op- open elements coming and you're, you're just going to be, uh, it's just you and your, your unclothed body against the raw force of nature. You might want to have a little buzz.
3: <laughs> and if someone else thinks you hit a rock bottom, we say hit him with that ditch and keep digging. Hit him with that pickaxe. <laughs> what the hell did that I agree? Know? Yeah. You know what I mean, so it could, that could be your mountain. Trying to end this on a positive.
2: Journey way. to the center. Of the, I've always found rock bottom to be so irrationally cynical. Yeah. That you think you think you can't go any lower than this? Like, you think you're not capable of something more to pray or right. the world isn't more capable
3: of throwing something worse at you? No, for sure. I, I know. Exactly. Yeah. First of all, you're insulting the, the, the adventures I can get into. If you think I can't, you're, you're basically challenging me. I mean, if anything, it motivated me. That's what I say. So that was your rock bottom. No, fuck no. It was wrong. You think that was, I, you know, I'm going to go back if you think I can do that. Again, if you think, <laughs> you think waking up. Rock a-
2: bottom, buddy. I haven't even hit the water table yet. <laughs>
3: okay. <laughs>
2: I just started digging. Right.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, that's a term that just got bastardized. I'll tell you what. Rock bottom shouldn't, shouldn't be your limits. That's for sure. It should be a starting point, is what we're trying to say.
2: I agree. CJ Sullivan, um, Sean Flannery, uh, we want to thank Ed Towns again yep. uh, for joining us. Remember to see him uh, and many of our performers every Friday at the Lincoln Lounge, 10 p.m. at our live show. Thank you for listening, and make sure to subscribe.
3: Subscribe and follow us on Instagram and all that stuff, things that Sean doesn't believe you guys do as an audience. <laughs> all right, thank you
1: very much. Good night. Hey, welcome aboard Heard the Black Just yes.
2: come on in and grab a drink mm-hmm. of the Black